Hey guys, welcome back to the JB Podcast. It's Jack Kraski from Bryce Lececki. And today we're going to be doing our podcast on the Scarlet Ibis. Overall, I enjoyed the story, The Scarlet Ibis by James Hurst. I thought the ending was a bit sad because I didn't really like how he left his brother to die, especially because his brother was not all there. And the ending made me sad, but I thought overall I really enjoyed the novel. I agree with that. The ending was a little disappointing to me because the narrator was not really the best big brother throughout the story. But he ended up kind of helping him and going through like that process, and he started to kind of act like a better older brother. But at the end, we really just saw how he got caught up in the moment and didn't help out his younger brother, and we're going to be talking about that more. Throughout the story, there's a big focus on friendship between Doodle and the narrator, but this friendship isn't mostly positive. It is largely negative throughout the story. It's pretty positive at the end after he has the change of heart and he realizes he loved Doodle after he died. But we noticed that throughout the story, friendship had a very negative role in the story. I agree with you. I feel like it was less of a friendship and more of like a relationship between the two brothers because it seems like the narrator was helping Doodle when he taught him how to walk and taught him how to do all of this. But in reality, the narrator was talking about how he only did this so he felt like Doodle could be more normal. Throughout the story, one of the main themes is Doodle's mental illness. And although not many people may have the exact same problems as Doodle, some amazing facts that we found was that one in five adults in the United States of America are affected by mental retardation. Also, 4.3 million or 18.5% are affected. And these are people like Doodle, and I think that one thing that we just need to realize is there are still people like this today, and instead of running away from them and leaving them, we need to be good people and try and help them out. For this part of our podcast, we're going to start our 30-second summaries. Bryce, you're up first. Ready? In the novel, there is a narrator and he has a younger brother who is affected by mental retardation. And the narrator didn't like that his brother was out of the normal, so he want, he set out to change him. And he went through these series of tests and first he made him walk. And then once he figured out how to walk, he could realize that he could make him normal. So he taught him to swim and then he Hi. taught him to uh, go on the rope vines and he left him to die in the rain because he got mad. All right, time's up. All right, your turn. 30 seconds are on the clock. Ready, go. So Scarlet Ibis is a short story written by James Hurst, and it is all about this boy named Doodle who has mental disabilities and some physical disabilities. And he is born, and his older brother tries to help him out teach him how to walk and it seems like he's being nice but he's only doing this so he feels like Doodle can be more normal and at the end when he teaches him how to walk it's a big storm and then he runs away does help Doodle out and he dies and he deeply regrets it at the end. Doodle and the narrator have a very negative friendship throughout the story up until the very end of the story the narrator has a change of heart 
but that is after he leaves Doodle to die in the rain because he got caught up in the moment and he got angry that Doodle couldn't keep up with him. And that shows how we must look out for everyone we love before it gets too late. Throughout the story, there are a few special quotations that really caught our eye that we thought related to our thematic lens throughout the story. One of the quotations that we chose was, they named him William Armstrong, which was like tying a big tail on a small kite. Such a name sounds good only on a tombstone. Uh, this quote really spoke to us because it shows how from the beginning the narrator really kind of looks down on Doodle and doesn't think much of him. Yeah, I agree on that. Ever since the narrator knew that Doodle would be not all there, as he puts it, he really just disliked Doodle and he thought that name was pretty dumb, which showed that he didn't like him from the beginning. Yeah. The second quote that me and Jack decided on is, for the first time, he became one of us. This is a short quote, but it has a lot of meaning to it. It shows that the family, but mainly the narrator, they finally accept Doodle as one of them, and they finally accept him into their family. And before the new narrator really said how we disliked Doodle, but to accept him showed a great turn in the story. Yeah, and this happened right after Doodle finally began to crawl. And I think that the narrator, his brother, was happy, but for the wrong reason, because he was saying that he started to fit in more, but he only wanted him to fit in so he wouldn't feel weird, because he just wanted Doodle to be quote-unquote normal, but we need to realize that everyone is different, everyone is special, and we need to be there to help out the people who aren't exactly like us all the time. The next quote that we chose was, I'm going to teach you how to walk, Doodle. And this was uh, just a little bit after Doodle learned to crawl. And the narrator was just thinking, if he can crawl, maybe I can teach him to walk. And this part of the story was heartwarming because he really like showed dedication to helping his younger brother. But it was all just in the wrong mindset because he was only trying to help him so he could be normal. Yeah. And Exactly. He wanted to have a normal brother, and when he heard that he wasn't normal, he was really angry. So the fact that he had the idea that he could make his brother normal, and then he could actually have a normal family, was really overpowering for him. The last quote that me and Jack chose is, I ran fast as I could, leaving him far behind with a wall of rain dividing us. This was a pivotal point in the story, as it explained the scene right before... And the narrator goes back and finds Doodle's body laying limp after he died. And this is showing how the narrator really got overcome with how Doodle couldn't keep up with him and how he couldn't run as fast as he could. So he ran and left him behind him. And there's a quote before that Doodle is saying, don't leave me, brother, and he ignores Doodle completely and he just runs away because he's angry that he couldn't teach Doodle to be normal. Yeah, I think this part is really selfish because not only was he not trying to help him, he was kind of trying to be a jerk too. Like, he just ran as fast as he could to get up there to try and lose him. And after, after he did this, he realized what he did was childish. And so he runs back to try and save Doodle, but it's too late. And we're going to get into that with our next quotation. Now we're on our four-tier reading. So the quote we selected is, For a long, long time, it seemed forever. 
I lay there crying, sheltering my fallen scarlet ibis from the heresy of rain. Okay. In this quote, the narrator is physically sheltering the dead body of Doodle from the rain. And Doodle is dead because the narrator tried to, he got angry with Doodle, so he started running really fast ahead of him, being careless and just not thinking about what he was doing. But he came back later and he found Doodle dead. Right now, he is literally sheltering Doodle from the rain. He ran ahead of Doodle to hope that he could keep up with him because he knew he was tired and he was just all angry that he couldn't have a normal brother and that his plan failed. But he started to realize after his waiting while for Doodle to keep up with him, he realized something might be wrong. So he ran back to Doodle and he fought, he saw him dead. And so he literally like was sheltering him from all the harm that happened to him. And he was just so sorry that he collapsed on him and couldn't move. All right, so tier two is what is the figurative meaning of this quote? Me and Jack thought the figurative meaning is that the narrator had a change of heart, and this change of heart happened once he realized his brother was dead after he came back to try and save him. The narrator didn't realize how much he loved his brother until after his life was taken. And I think this just shows that we need to be thankful for what we have while it's still here. The narrator realized how much he loved his brother after he was dead, and I think that this just shows that we need to really not only realize how much we love them and appreciate them, but also stick up for them. And this is one thing that I think I can personally do better, just look out for people in my life, my siblings and my friends, and realize when they need help. That's exactly right. I need to look out for those that I'm close to, but also just anyone, anyone that we find. We don't know what's going on in their lives. They might be in a hard situation, so we just always got to be nice and treat them well. Tier four is to, what does this sentence call you to do? This quote calls me to look out for those who may need more help than others. And this isn't just like in my family. This is anyone, not even people that I know. If someone random needs help, such as like a stranger on the streets, then I think I can go out and help them and just know that something may be wrong in their lives that I don't know about. Yeah, I think it really just calls us out into do what the narrator didn't do because at the end you can kind of see how he really regretted it as he was lying over Doodle and he was crying. And I think that just to really avoid all of this damage and hurt, we can try and help people before the problem starts. I would like to give my blessing to the narrator because even though I feel like it would be common and a lot of people are going to give their blessing to Doodle because he was special needs and he died at the end. I want to give mine to the narrator because he made a mistake at the end and I really just hope that he can realize this, realize what he's done, and try and change his life for the better. I would like to give my blessing to Doodle because a lot of people can relate to this, maybe not directly, but a lot of people have been affected by people that are similar to Doodle in their lives. And this shows anyone related to people or know people that are like Doodle. How to not treat people that are affected with this because the narrator really treated them wrong and this story is a perfect example how to not treat people with disabilities especially with what doodle has Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to our podcast today. You can join us next Thursday on 
107.3. That's right. Tune in to the JB Podcast. Thank you so much for listening.